Hi and welcome to the Kingdom of Thirst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly and I'm with the uh, resident criminal going to jail very soon. And we can only hope. A dating game connoisseur. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Which which dating game have you been uh have you been connoisseuring lately? I don't know if I want to like plug for any of these games, so I'm just not gonna like. I'm just gonna let them plug you, huh? If they come and they decide to be like, I will pay V to talk about these dating games, then I will say their names. However, I will say like almost all of them are bad. Okay. Um. You are playing one of them yeah. right now, and <laughs> yeah. I was, like, revisiting it, and uh, once again, I am faced with the fact that it's bad. Like, in itself, if, if it's on, like, the computer and you've already paid this, like, one-time thing, not usually as bad, but, like, these microtransactional, like, dating games where I must pay a certain amount to get to the fuck scenes, <laughs> or, like, not fuck scenes, but, like, you know... The smooching? The, the sexy smooching Or scenes. even just, like, the cutest scenes. Like, if you want any sort of, like, cute material, like, one of the um one of the ones that they wanted me to pay for was, like, a side quest where we go off and chase some puppies in a forest. And yeah. I wasn't allowed to see the puppies because I didn't want to pay $10. Yeah, I, I don't want to pay money to see these, like, quick scenes where we get, like, a one, I guess well-designed picture Mm -hmm. so what i will do sometimes is i will just look up the image later because all of these people just end up uploading it anyway which i know is like maybe not the greatest thing but also like the company itself doesn't seem like it's very ethical so i'm just not gonna worry about it yeah um anyway it's like poorly written as hell um do you would you say you have good taste in, in romance i don't have good taste in romance uh but neither do you what so well, well, here's the deal. Um, I know you don't you don't like read romance novels, but you 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 do like romance, right? Mm. Like you you have a an appreciation for it. Obviously, we've talked about it a lot. Over, yeah. You know, hostage negotiations over the kitchen table. But like, you you definitely understand and appreciate the the beauty of a well crafted romance. We both loved Nola Holmes. <laughs> I'm just so picky is my thing. Is it's yeah. just like I I love romance, but I hate it when it's poorly executed. That's fair. Um which is a lot of romance. It's a lot of romance. That's fair. So because I firmly believe that within essentially like 30 minutes you can establish a good romance if you actually put time and effort into it. Yeah. Um and while I do hate straight people, I have come to appreciate some straight romance when it is well executed. When you However, head. usually the reason I end up preferring queer romance beside being, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> you can't see my hand, but I'm doing the thing. Um, Get acrylic nails. You'd be doing the thing. I'm doing the thing. Yeah. Um, like, it's usually they have to build harder for mm-hmm. it to be well done or they have to build harder for it to even exist, right? Yeah. Because they have to create the empathy. Yeah. Uh, whereas straight people, it's just like, oh, we're just going to oh, slam they've got, them they've got together. bits that, like, connect so we don't need to work that hard. Yeah. No, I mean, that's totally fair. Um, it is interesting because I think you were probably the only one of all of our friends. I mean, even Paige, like, doesn't 
really consume that much romance. Um, you consume probably more and actively seek out more romance, like in particular, in particularly in games and whatnot. Um, like we've had long discussions over Divinity Two Original Sin <laughs> and which are the best romance options. <laughs> and who, whomst we've boned in said game. Uh, I will actively seek out RPGs with romance options yeah. so I can hyper fixate on romancing particular characters. Also, this is me plugging for Hades. Hades the game is really good. Hades doesn't need any plugging. Like, Hades <laughs> is, like, so just out there everywhere on the internet right now. It's all I'm I see every day. Advocating for it really hard right now. Also, the romance is fun. Bye. All right. Well, that's fair. Um, so I have a couple of questions for you. How do you feel about capitalism? What am I allowed to say? <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to know that the tentative title for this episode was, and maybe officially at this point, I haven't decided yet. Maybe you can help me come up with a better title, um, is episode whatever the hell, uh, colon, Abigail becomes a Marxist because <laughs> of what I went through for this. So this episode is going to be kind of weird because, I mean, I'm only however many episodes deep. I can do whatever the hell I want with the format. But also it's my podcast. I'm a despot. I can do whatever I want. Mm. Uh, I have a golden handgun. Don't test me. However, usually I try to pick like a book to kind of examine a trope through or like a part of the history of romance novels through or just if I want to talk about it, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but I, I try to find like a single book to to kind of frame stuff around. In this instance, I tried so hard to find a book for this genre because I so desperately wanted to do this with you. Marxism specifically? No. Marxist romance you're going to wish that was, you wish that was what we're talking about today. It is not. What we're talking about is a particular subgenre that begins around 2009. With two people holding hands, taking but, down the bourgeois. Yes. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but like communisty, right? Uh, no. We're talking about billionaire romance today. I just want to sidetrack really fast because this reminds me of a conversation I feel like we had like a while back or I don't know if I had it with you. I'm assuming it was with you because I don't know who else I would talk about this with. Yeah. Um, There was like this subset of like really bad and I am ashamed that I'm vocalizing this and this is why I don't say my last name on things. Um, those really poorly written yaoi novels. And I think I mentioned it once. Yeah, where it we've was had like, this conversation. This billionaire would like buy these people mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. they would fall in love. And then part of it was just their grotesque wealth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Please tell me this isn't that. So what's interesting is I, I've been mulling this for a while, right? Because, you know, I'm a writer and I encountered this situation in particularly in romance novels because the the crux of a romance novel right is that you need to have a happy ending you need to things can get dark they can get bleak you can have angst but overall it needs to be a happy story uh, whatever that means to to the writer and to the characters and the audience may vary but but that's the core element right and a lot of times Plot-wise, everything is much, much simpler if you don't have to fucking worry about money, 
Yeah. And so you find in a lot of these romance novels, like in a lot of novels that are just mainstream, right? Someone, one of the main characters, someone around is able to grease the wheels of the plot <laughs> with a, a can of insta-wealth, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's just easy. It it helps things along. And I've done it, too. Like, I have characters in some of my books that are extremely wealthy. Because just, fuck it. If I need them to get across the country quickly, I do not want to have somebody be like, well, wait a minute. How much does that flight cost? Like, I don't, yeah. like, don't want to deal with that. I do not want to. If you can just yacht your way <laughs> yeah. over, private jet your way over into a situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you are a traitor. Yeah, for I am. <laughs> writing these characters into yeah. existence. Glamorizing but, the rich. Yeah. yeah. However, it's not new. It's it's not new at all. It is not even new to like romance novels. Like and and a lot of this has to do with um power fantasies and stuff, but I think all the way back to like Jane Austen's novels, it was always about some girl marrying a rich dude. Mr. Darcy was the first billionaire. Like, I don't know that. For, no. But what I'm talking about specifically today is not rich men in romance novels. I am talking about a very specific subgenre that I encountered, which is billionaire romance. And the I want you I want you to picture a Venn diagram and we got three circles the three circles they're all kind of overlapping and right in that little that little like devil's triangle in the center right mm -hmm. we've got we've got bdsm light capital l trademarked we've got spanking and we've got a man who has the emotional range of a toothpick is this like Fifty Shades of Grey? Or like... So Fifty Shades of Grey, it's interesting. It's so interesting that you would bring that up. Because unfortunately for me, although this is not the Fifty Shades of Grey episode, and I will not be doing a Fifty Shades of Grey episode, this is in fact the Fifty Shades of Grey episode. Because oh, Fantastic. Yeah. There was no I tried my best to get around it. I tried my best to find a way to like not mention it. But I'm I suspect that Fifty Shades of Grey is perhaps the inception, or at least the first true mainstream coalescing of this particular, very specific alpha male-centered subgenre. I, I, there, there must have been, you know, it's not a chicken before the egg thing, right? Like, I don't know what came first. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of material that kind of, you know, accreted like some sort of planetoid in the primordial ooze that like eventually became 50 shades of gray and then it crystallized and all of a sudden we had hundreds of thousands of copycats today when you look up billionaire romance on amazon.com over 50,000 books comes up uh, now uh. i did some digging i did some digging on this bud so i wanted to know like, the same thing you want to know, right? Which is, okay, what came first, right? Was it Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, was there something before it? As far as I can tell, in the mainstream, no. Um, however, what happened was there was a marked uptick in Google searches that coincides perfectly with the publication of Fifty Shades of Grey for Specific Billionaire Romance. 
I cannot believe that this manifested this incredibly sexy desire to like fuck a billionaire. Not sexy at all. A very specific type of billionaire. A BDSM billionaire. No, 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 not BDSM. Because BDSM has like its own thing, right? Where like, you know, there's consent involved. There's talking. Oh yeah. This is BDSM light. This is a man who typically has BDSM sort of overtones. Like, usually there's spankings involved. There's punishments and, like, alpha male domination. But, like, fucking uh, safe words? Not once. Not in, not in any of these books I tried to read. Like, Let me <laughs> rephrase my comment. Yeah. Abusive. Yeah. yeah. Abusive. Like, almost not Borderline yeah. rapey. For sure. For yeah. sure. And now, I, I'm going to pause here to, to say that if you do like these books, more power to you. Honest to God, I don't care. That's great. Yeah, dude. Whatever. This is like I'm not a here to trash thing. an entire subgenre. I do find it incredibly fascinating because I do try very hard to find a foothold in every subgenre that I try to read for this stupid, stupid show. I try to find a book that I genuinely like because there's got to be one. I don't like cowboys, really. I don't give a shit. But like, there are cowboy books out there that are great. Fantastic. Wonderful. Like, they're just good stories. They're good romances. Okay. This is a rare case <laughs> where I tried. I I must have cruised the, the listings for about a week trying to find books I could read. I tried five. I could finish none of them. Uh. Yeah. So if you do like these books, you're fine. Go chill. go forth. Go forth. And you know what? Send in your recommendations. Send me books that you love and you think are well written. I would love to find one because I, there must be something. Only send these to Abigail. Yeah, don't send them to V if you can find her. <laughs> Actually, if you can find her on the street, do chuck them at her head. <laughs> Please don't. I, I think that is like my only, like you can chuck a lot of things towards me on the street. Don't chuck your bad recommendations for romance novels only do it at home only do it in my house so please come to my house (laughs) so v i am i was uh very smart like a very smart person and i used the very minimum of the (laughs) the effort i could to to find uh the google trends for for billionaire romance uh and if you look here, these are two separate graphs. Okay. Do you see the initial spikes? The first spikes there, they're kind of small. You may have to zoom in a little. Yes. Those okay. coincide to be about May 2011. Hmm. May 2011 was the publication of E.L. James's Fifty Shades of Grey. Isn't it funny that we start this with fan fiction? All things, all roads lead back to fan fiction. I have come to accept that in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah. So as you can see from those graphs, the, the one below is Fifty Shades of Grey. That is encouraging because it kind of flatlines in the last few years. Yeah. Whereas the top one, and I will post these on Twitter if you're interested, uh, link in the description. However, the top graph 
hasn't really gone down at all, has it? One might even say it is. It has only continued to spike in the past years, right? It's and it has the nine conservative years. women jacking. No, the conservatives in general desperately jacking it yep. to billionaires. Yeah. So obviously, I got deep in this, and I was like, "How? How? How? How?" Actually, my when? secret fetish is also billionaires spanking me. I. <laughs> Yeah. Um, While we're citing the Communist Manifesto. I, I, I kind of, I, I could have written an essay about this, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was so fascinated because I think this sprung from, I've been really contemplating the idea of power dynamics and romance and the power fantasies of romance in general um, and how women kind of use them as uh, a very subtle and often overlooked power fantasy um and how we use like the happily ever after is its own power fantasy for people who are disenfranchised right like to some degree yeah um and and i think that is extremely potently distilled in the idea of billionaire romance right because not only is it a power fantasy in itself the idea of having a happily ever after and having a man want you and only you and having control of that situation, right? It's a power fantasy within the book as well, because mm-hmm. this woman who is almost always, by which I mean, I didn't encounter a single instance where a woman was on equal financial and like political power footing as the man. Um, she brings down this this incredibly powerful man to her level and it is like at the same time as he is sexually dominating her so like why is there no subset of this that are like sugar babies then doming these nasty billionaires i'm sure it's out there i'm sure it's out there i'm sure it is but a lot of these involve like weird elements of uh like age play um yeah (sighs) yeah (laughs) That was not. I I told me the other day that I tried reading a mafia romance that have weird age play stuff in it, and that is not it. It is not a billionaire romance. It does not qualify. It is definitely hardcore mafia. But like, yeah, is it like, oh, I'm a little baby? No, it's like or... I tell you what to do, little girl. Like uh... stuff like that. Like I, they pick out their clothes and like, yeah, give them baths and stuff. It's weird. It's really weird. Not my jam. Uh, yeah but so there's many layers to this power fantasy right like we have so it's it's a lasagna it's a a lasagna of power and i don't i don't know what to do with that information (laughs) but i have it now (sighs) how do you feel bud i i'm already like i i got a shiver (laughs) um this is bad um I'm having a bad time. So, I like I said, this is a weird episode because we're not focusing on a single book. We're focusing on a subgenre. Because you could not finish a single book? Because I couldn't finish one. I tried. Let me give you... I'm going to scroll down to the bottom of my outline here. And I'm going to give you a little taste of the books I tried to read. Okay. Now, this is not to say that any of these books are shit or that they shouldn't be read or that, like... They, they. I'm even giving these books a bad review. These books just personally do not click with me, and I got to parts usually about halfway through where I gave up because I felt nothing 
for the characters or the sexual stuff in it was way beyond my comfort zone. Um, so they're fine. These are fine books. If they, if, if any of these sound intriguing to you, please read them and review them and, you know, send a nice note to the author. However, not my bag. Number one, Marrying My Billionaire Hookup by Nadia Lee. Okay. Number two, The Stopover by T.L. Swan. Okay. Dr. Mitchell by Raylan Marks. Oh, he's a doctor. Mm, somehow also a billionaire. It's hard to do. I mean, they, <laughs> well, they get paid well, right? Do they? What's up with our medical system if a doctor can be a billionaire? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that feels like something's wrong. Read the communist. Abigail <laughs> <laughs> ah, becomes a Marxist. Um, Captured for Love by Ella Good. And Alpha's Temptation by Renee Rose and Lee Savino. And I will say that last one is a bit of a misnomer because I, it is advertised as billionaire romance. I did actually finish that book, but the only reason I did was because I don't think it actually is a billionaire romance. The main character is a werewolf. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And billionaire werewolf or werewolf fucking billionaire? No, it's as good as that one would be. It's not that. It's basically a a story about a werewolf who owns this like uh cybersecurity company who like is like what the f- yeah. god damn it <laughs> who dude. is he happens to be incredibly wealthy because he owns this like the best cybersecurity company in the world um and it's mentioned exactly once and then the rest of it is about him and this girl who hacked him one time uh and like they fall in love and like stuff like that and like so i don't think it counts in any capacity <laughs> i guess i that, i would take the dynamic of sexy werewolf fucks billionaire or well, werewolf sure. billionaire some, some like nasty like werewolf off the street like yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm into that I mean, it was fine. It was fine. It was a, it was the one I could read, and probably because he's he's a werewolf, and that's okay. It, I think it gives it like a an extra layer of like spice, spice, but also, I think I was talking to Paige about this, and I think that one of the reasons I struggle to read contemporary romance is because without some sort of fantastical element to it, um, I really struggle with the truly mind-numbing amount of secondhand humiliation i feel at every turn truly straight people are embarrassing it's really difficult like i need a i need a buffer i need i need something please you know what yeah i the the thing is like i joking aside from like the the ribbon on straight is it humanity like human romance just like humiliating in general it's like so why embarrassing. why every time i engage in anything romantic is there some sort of like humiliation scene where someone must be terribly romantic like embarrassed before that they can get to the romance bits it's I, also it's really hard to to disassociate the the ick factor of certain things that are commonplace in romance novels for me i for other people i'm sure it's fine but for me like the stopover, I is first of all, it's five hundred pages long. Anyway, um, it's about this incredibly wealthy man who owns this like multimedia company with all of his incredibly wealthy brothers, and like each book follows one of the brothers, yada yada. Um, but he ends up on this flight with this girl who gets like 
complimentary like upgrade in her like you know seating and they have like a one night stand and uh the whole time i was reading the first few chapters and i got a good chunk of the way through this book before i finally just like tapped out i had to toss the baton because like i couldn't with that but the whole time i was reading the scene where they meet on this airplane i was so tense because she's a 25 year old girl who just happened to get bumped up on a flight and sit next to a man who's older than her and clearly incredibly entitled and he just talks to her the whole time and like inside me i was like that could be me and at any if that were to happen to me or anyone i know the response would not be like, oh my god, thank god he's hot. <laughs> it would be, holy shit, I'm so uncomfortable. Please stop talking to me. Wait, how did she get bumped up? Did he, like, help her get bumped up? No, or was they it just, just, like... she, Some, like, drunk guy in line when she's checking in, like, throws her suitcase and they, like... Give, give a complimentary okay like, upgrade. and so she happens to sit next to this billionaire who doesn't leave her the fuck alone who doesn't leave oh, her the yeah. fuck alone and then their flight gets diverted and they have to spend a night in boston and then they bone the whole night and then they go their separate ways but of course a year later she uh she goes to work for his company without realizing it and, and they meet yeah okay. yeah and it's really it's really horrendous because if i walked into somebody's office and saw the man i'd had really Ooh nasty nasty sex with one time after a flight i would like i would turn around and i would leave. i would become like a cringe black hole <laughs> I would just become a husk. i would implode into myself and die yeah oh god oh uh what what is there's no buffer there's no buffer <sighs> yeah. i, I... Why must we create these, like, really uncomfortable situations for romance to manifest? Is, is romance just embarrassing inherently? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's humiliating. It's humiliating. The need to copulate is shameful. It's true. It's true. It, wanting to be with somebody? Humiliating. Embarrassing? Wanting to soothe the ache of loneliness deep in your human soul? Fucking gross. Embarrassing. You should feel bad. We should all Listener, feel bad. Listener, you should feel bad. So, Yes. Uh, I, I, I kind of in, in reading lots of these books and in reading countless summaries, trying to find anything, I was very close to reading Mr. Grumpy Boss, but I decided not to because I care about my mental health. Mr. Grumpy Boss. Mr. Grumpy Boss. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I kept seeing the title and I was like, I need to read that. And then I clicked on it, forgetting what it was. I did this like three times because I was so entranced. Um, and I click on it and then I read the first line, which was like, my worst fears come true. My hot boss has found my diary. And I was like, ah! <laughs> also, does anyone keep a physical diary anymore? I think about that and I'm just like concerned. Yeah. I mean, it's like not even they're never like diaries either. They're not even journals. They're just like sex Fantasy, fantasy books yeah. where I talk about Fan my fiction, sexy, basically. sexy desire to fuck my boss. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. So I couldn't read that, obviously. But I, through my research, my rigorous and clinical research of this subgenre over the past week, uh -huh. um, I kind of came up with uh, a, a series of, like, I, I was talking about a Venn diagram, right? Mm -hmm. And that Venn diagram has an interesting three big circles right there's there's billionaire romance there's bully romance yes that's a thing and it is 
named and very popular. <laughs> oh, it's troubling to me. And then, and then, there's spanking romance. And these are all very specific and popular subgenres. And they overlap, yes, because often the billionaire is in fact a bully who likes to spank <laughs> the main character. <laughs> but just as a little tangent, the so... bully romance is is literally about men who abuse women into liking them. <sighs> this is a tough this is a tough app. I told you it was gonna be a tough app, dude. I need an example. Explain. Explain this boy thing. Um, I, so I, I was scrolling through trying to find something to read like the other day. Shove this chick into a locker and... Pretty much, yeah. A lot of it's like, it takes place in high school, but like they bone, I guess. Which I have, that's a whole thing, but... I yeah, dump a yeah. bucket of pig's blood and then we fuck on stage. Basically. I, wait, I don't understand. How does this progress? I don't get this. Like, I cannot wrap my head around it. Well, it progresses in this like okay. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna take a pause because I made you a visual aid. Okay. I made you a very important visual aid. You sounded stressed about this earlier, and I really like. I mean, I, I was stressed it. about it because it's really important that I got it right. But I think I I think I hit the mark, and I want you to know that this visual aid does in fact have an exact quote. Well, not an exact quote. I I took the name out because I didn't want to shade any author, but it has a quote from. An actual book that I did read with my own human eyes upon it. This is the visual representation of all billionaire romance books that I have encountered so far. Prove me wrong. Okay, so we have a white guy in the It's like a very poorly cut out white man who's missing his entire bottom half. He's floating in, I guess, what looks like either a really bad outdoor bar or like a... It's yeah, a sex dungeon. It's a a sex, sex dungeon. dungeon. A sex dungeon. Can you please read in, the quote, please? In the, uh, in the, I, I don't even know what to call this. <laughs> Can you, please? It, it's in a really bad font. It's blue and it's, uh, he is my new drug and I am his crack whore. <laughs> uh, and, uh, he's telling me. He's asking me if I want to fix him, sweet cheeks. I've got more money than the entire EU and the emotional maturity of a goose, but I swear I am a good person. He has a very large money chain <laughs> and uh, a big fat cigar, and I am incredibly aroused. <laughs> it's hard not to be. Let's call um, him Jerry. Yeah. So... Jerry, inevitably, is a man who is old but not too old. Usually about 38, typically. Just just on the cusp of implausibility of a man having that much money and still being, like, someone who is self-made, you know? No. No. But, whatever. They also don't want to make him too old because then, like... That's, like, not sexy. Yeah, that's yeah. not sexy. Aging is incredibly unsexy. It is incredibly, incredibly unsexy. We yeah. don't want proof that you've lived beyond 20 yeah if you have a wrinkle please kill yourself <laughs> damn all right so um so jerry is as i'm sure you can imagine a piece of shit because ultimately you don't get that rich without being on some level a piece of shit like mm -hmm. you just don't and usually jerry's uh he's a playboy he or he's he's either a playboy or 
he's surprisingly not a playboy because he protects his privacy so much and he's he doesn't want to be used by anyone so actually he's incredibly lonely he's so sensitive he's so sensitive he's got a heart made of glass no he's got a heart made of solid platinum because he's a billionaire fair enough um and usually he he's a very dominant man like sexually speaking he's got a huge schlongus and he well, that's about it. That's about that, that's about his personality. Mm-hmm. He may have a few male friends. Um, that's about it. That's about that's his character. His main character trait is that when he meets uh, the main love interest, he is inevitably utterly obsessed with her, and usually. Uh, can no longer be with anyone else, even if he is some sort of playboy with a lot of options. In the stopover in particular, um, he is this man who, like, like he's the kind of guy who he actually, like, sleeps with his masseuse. Like, he'll sleep with, like, anyone. Uh, and it's, like, a huge deal in the book that she's like, we don't have to be together, but I don't want you, like, sleeping with anybody else. And it's like, oh, they're both terrible. Anyway. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but... He doesn't have much character at all. And it is on the heroines, typically, to have all of the personality and all of the moral standards uh. in the books. And I and I think that's where I encounter some problems. Because, like, I don't care. I don't care. These people are terrible. And I also... I find it really hard to get past, like, the power imbalance of these usually. Because they're usually, they're a boss yeah, they're in boss. some way? Like, what the fuck? So, um, I came up with, like, a, a little like condensed list of some of the really common ways that these plots go and how they are initiated. Um, uh, and... A lot of these have secret babies, uh, usually the product of a one-night stand, but there's, in like 80% of these books, they begin with a one-night stand of some some sort. Um, there's a lot of stalking, because he has all of the resources and can just do that, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to come back to the stopover, because this was like a very like distilled version of all of these things, uh, where he... She works for his company, so he, like, uses the cameras on each floor to track her wherever she is. And he watches her, and he, he like, gets uh, off on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking gnar, dude. And he, like, sees a dude trying to flirt with her at, his, at her desk and, like, storms down from his, like, office. Yeah, his name is Ricardo. Quit your job. Quit your job. Quit your job and run. <laughs> run. Oh, yeah. Um, And another thing that is almost always in these books, even with the ones where Jerry is uh, a loner and is not a playboy, um, these men are usually reluctant to commit, but desperate to be given sole access to their female partners. Um, And I I wrote, I'm not sure what I meant by this actually when I wrote it, but I I feel like it makes sense in context. Sometimes this is combined with big boss dynamic where it's like he he wants all the power of of being the exclusive sexual partner 
combined with the power and distance of being her boss. Mm. Which is rough. Mm. Uh, quit your job. <laughs> so as far as the, the heroine is usually concerned, I'm just going to read you what I wrote because I think it's pretty concise. Um, the woman is always in a position of financial inferiority to the man. We talked about that. And is usually quite a bit younger. About 25 is the average. Uh, this storyline is what I call nouveau age play. Sometimes this does include regular old age play, but mostly it's just abuse. Whereby Jerry uses his money, his experience, and his infinite resources, and sometimes direct, like, boss-to-employee dynamic to infantilize the female character into caring about him. Whether she wants that or not. So then it becomes a weird mommy dynamic, right? Where he, like, uses his power over her to basically end up making this woman parent him into a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's pretty wild. And I... It's not... Again, they're not they're not my cup of tea. These books don't scratch any itch for me. Um, but it is I think a really interesting subgenre. And I mm-hmm. and it's a really new subgenre, right? I don't think that like the idea first of all, the idea of a billionaire is still relatively new. I did encounter a book that I could not read, which was called Trillionaire. And was about, yep, it was about the very first trillionaire. And oh. he's somehow both young and hot. Of course he is. Even though he definitely he def- would not be. He would definitely look like a lizard person. He they would, all look like lizard people. He'd be some nasty little jelly nose troll, for sure. <sighs> mm-hmm. At least, if not on the outside, then, then on the inside, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you didn't get far in any of these books, so you don't know the ending of any of them. I mean, I, I mean, do know the ending. Of course, of course, they <laughs> get live together. together in a yacht and like the only ending I got to was the werewolf one. <laughs> Give me some of that sweet werewolf content because <laughs> actually like, really good. I highly recommend it. I would, temptation is good as hell. I I would love to just like divert momentarily from what a nightmare this like jerry scenario is where people abuse their power to fuck their employees and then force them (laughs) to make them a better person like oh (laughs) i know this is like a thing also because yeah when discussing this whole like power dynamic thing it's just like yeah absolutely it's a fantasy on either end for a woman to come in this is a fantasy that women have, which is bizarre to me. But mm-hmm. like yeah. to come in and fix this, fix a man, yeah, despicable man, yeah, who's like super hot. But obviously. he's only worth fixing because he's wealthy. But th- the worst part is like this doesn't even just apply to billionaire romance. This is just like in general, like there's this weird fantasy to fix men, but like specifically these billionaires yeah. are worthy of it because they're usually like billionaire hot guys and it's like this is like the fault of their like mothers or like another sexual partner and I will be the one yeah I will be the one I will be the one I am the one um 
I can't handle that. I can't handle the prospect of, like, first of all, that this is a fucking thing that men even want. I, w- I would be so interested to read this book from a male writer. Yeah, I just want, I want to know what that I want the would exact be. same plot, the exact same characters, but written from a male perspective. Because, like, I mean, I see this in film. It is written by men that, like, these women come in and fix men right it's usually not billionaires because like to project oneself into this like romantic plot it's usually like they they can't be billionaires they're usually like broken artists it has to be something attainable yeah yeah so like it's these broken artists whose value is almost exclusively just because they're like so good at art and they have like a deep soul and like i will fix them Mm -hmm. i will fix them but like with this billionaire thing is it's just like how would a man write this? Because automatically I would just assume he wouldn't want like this secretary or this like nobody woman. I mm-hmm. would be fascinated yeah. to see what that would be like because ugh, yeah. ugh, this is ick from both sides. I hate this prospect of like a woman is expected to fix a man, but also that like the choice to pick men so that you may rebuild them. Like, yeah. Who are traumatized? Who are traumatized? Let him go to a therapist. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, uh. And usually it's it's paired with like this woman is has to be extra virtuous because she has to be a person who doesn't care about money. Of course, because if she wants any aspect of his money, it it's repulsive. Yeah, it actually. immediately invalidates all true feeling. Yes. Uh, because it is unrealistic for somebody to need money in this capitalist nightmare where you are a secretary working for your abusive boss. Yeah. Um, who keeps trying to bend you over. Who is trying desk. to fuck you. Yeah. So, But you can't take advantage of his wealth. No. He can only offer it, but you can't ask. This is me asking for recommendations about, like sugar baby romance <laughs> where the sugar baby likes you know i want to see i want to see this novel from the perspective of a financial dom yeah i want financial <laughs> dom content please let me know where i can get that Ugh, gross <laughs> like i i've just uh and then i'm thinking about this like whole age play thing and it's just like what a fucking nightmare what a fucking nightmare to then have this like weird infantilization of the of the poorer person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a weird sex situation. Mm-hmm. Who oh. usually has to, in the case of these bo- these books that are built around a one-night stand, she usually is also coming from a place where she feels like she has compromised her morals. She has shown that she's, well, she she's has. a loose woman. She has. Well, she, she has, has because she is a class traitor. Well, she's a class traitor, but she's also a profligate slut. First and foremost, class trader. That's true. Uh, well, 100% also a slut. Absolutely. Yeah, obviously, because obviously, obviously, obviously. a woman wanting to have sex? Yeah, I know. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's really just sex? It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, but they, so they're coming also from a place of like feeling like they need to prove themselves to this man. Yeah. And it's like, there's so many layers to that lasagna. It's sky high. I don't even know anymore. You can't cut through that. The, uh, uh, Ice cold and sky high. Automatically, there's this like really weird moralistic lesson where it's just like, oh, money doesn't matter. We're in love, and I am a woman of like good morals, and uh, it's okay. It's okay. Even I would love you if you were poor. 
like me. Actually, I prefer if you didn't have money, said no woman ever. Yeah, I, <laughs> unlike me, who I do wish that my partner had no money. I don't. If you're a billionaire, hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I will be a class trader. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Mostly because, once again, money should be abolished and we should all be free hunter-gatherers, naked, roaming nah. grasses. Nah. <laughs> this is my call to return to nature. Burn your wealth. You, you can return to nature. You can do that. Burn your wealth. No, because I have to pay to get into state parks. <laughs> Not if you run in naked. This is me asking for park rangers to hit me up but let me know if that's legal also you're the only good cop. yeah <laughs> that is true please let me know if that is and if you would also be willing to burn your wealth and run through the forest naked Aww, with me park rangers don't have wealth that is true that is true anyway i i'm Pockets just are full of leaves <laughs> like an they... old-timey cartoon they just pull them out and it's all leaves. they actually do live that Hunter gatherer life. That is what you don't know That's about why park all rangers. Wearing, like, leather loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you don't know about park rangers is that they do actually hunt the wildlife in there <laughs> and gather the berries and then trade leaves with each other. It's true. Um wait, but that's money. No, it's not. No, it's for goods and services. It becomes money. No, it's not because they're not trading leaves for goods and services. They're They're trading. trading They're just trading the leaves. (laughs) Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards. It feels like it violates the spirit of the thing, like a little. But I'll give you that. I'll give it to you. (laughs) No, dude. They have to have hobbies too, man. (laughs) All right. Then they do fun cave paintings and like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They spit on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Hippie. Okay. Anyway, this was rough. This was really rough. Read Alpha's Temptation. It's fun. It's about a werewolf who, like, I mean, he kind of just happens to be a werewolf. It's not even the center of the thing. It's just another complication. He meets this woman who's about to start his company, and he kind of immediately recognizes that she's his mate or whatever, but she's human, so he can't have her because, like, if he, like, bites her or whatever, which he's supposed to do. Yeah, there's a lot of that in werewolf fanfiction. Whatever. Okay. Um, but, like, if he does that, he'll kill her because she won't she won't survive it because she's human. Um, and Okay, first and foremost, I must ask, like, what kind of werewolf thing is not, this? It's not, not, like, the fun not, kind? No, it's, it's, like, the very vanilla, like... There is no nodding. No, there's no nodding. There's none of that. <laughs> there's none of that. There's, there's a little bit of BDSM light because he's, like, an elf or whatever, but, oh, like... Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's mostly that he gets fangs sometimes, and okay. he's afraid she's going to see them. Um, but, like, the main crux of the story, actually, is based around hacking, which you might actually enjoy. Um, she, the main character, when she was a teenager, hacked into this incredible cybersecurity firm as a, basically to prove that she could, and she's the only one who has ever done it. Quick pause. Yeah. So she's a teenager. No, she's not. Well, no. Okay. Well, she hacks this thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Which means that he had his company already. Yeah. yeah. That was like 10 years before when he was like 25 or whatever. And she okay. Was like so there's like 16. a... Okay. 10 yeah. There's always difference. an age gap, bud. Okay. Yeah. I, there's sorry. always I'm an sorry. age gap. I don't know why I asked. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Not even the most egregious. 
Please. That's not that bad. Yeah, it's whatever. I she's guess. Like it's just like I'm just like upset at the fact that like this story basically starts while she's a teenager. But like, okay, cool, good for her. I am yeah. proud of her. Good. Yeah. And okay. he's never forgotten like the the code name of the this chick sexy who, like, teen. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't know that, but uh, he he's never forgotten that person. But she she's starting a job at the cybersecurity firm because she's always wanted a job there mm-hmm. because she really admires their shit, right? Um, and uh. She's hired as kind of a uh, a proxy for this um, this hacker collective. She doesn't realize it, but she's hired because they want to hack this company. They want to take the whole company down. Um, and they're going to frame her for it because they're going to reveal that she was the person who initially hacked them years and years and years before. I love that. Um, and so she's blackmailed. Like, her grandma is, like, captured. And there's there's some, like, shapeshifter stuff in there. But mostly it's about how she's, like, blackmailed and, like held against her will and like all this like hacking stuff which is really interesting with just like he also happens to be a werewolf and he can't tell her and they they eventually bone that's it well that's fun yeah like i said not a billionaire romance it's mentioned once that he's a billionaire and it's like a joke so read less all the abusive Very good. okay so there's like one book that can be recommended out of out of here i mean once again with the stipulation on this whole episode that if you want to read mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. sexy billionaire books only i will judge you yes um, and you'll have to live with the shame and and you will know that me a faceless voice and i'm gonna be real if you have one that you love that you think the characters are really good you think the plot's good you think it like is well written please do send it to me i put a call out on twitter but i don't have any twitter followers so that didn't do me shit all so uh, like Please send Abigail 20 copies of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> don't. Okay, don't do that, please. <laughs> you know, I have a question about Fifty Shades of Grey that, like... Fantastic. I love talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, Because I don't think about it, or, like, what I know about it is, like, video essays mm-hmm. about the movie, because I care about that for some reason. Yeah. But, like, so the only characters that are, like, one for one, like, this is... Edward and this is Bella. That's just like it's only those it's two, a main right? Two, yeah, yeah. There is no like Rosalie is actually in here as whatever, or like who is Jacob? Who is the baby fucker? I'm I'm gonna. <laughs> that's the that's the reader. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about those books aside from like I've read some excerpts. I. I cannot read those books because of the excerpts I've read where I was like, oh, this is terrible. Also, I have like a moral qualm with with the books and the fact that, you know, they are so blatantly fan fiction. And I don't believe that that is, I don't know, I feel like it put, it's, it's a reckless thing to do to so blatantly publish fan fiction because of how it puts a fan fiction community in danger. Yeah. I do not agree with that. There is an argument to be made that it is, in fact, plagiarism and... I, I, I'm more ambivalent on that end as a writer of original fiction and, you know, growing up writing fan fiction, I have mixed feelings on that. However, I do not appreciate you putting an entire community of people who just put things out there to learn to write and to find community and to just have some guilt-free enjoyment for like a second, of like one thing for like a minute mm-hmm. uh, in danger. I don't appreciate that. I think it's very selfish and you could have written that book in an, in not that way. Yeah. Um, however, that being said, maybe it's a good book. I, 
I don't think so. Please From show what up I've read, to my live reading. He wears of... sex jeans. He has great sex jeans from what I understand, yeah. Yeah. I I can't. I want to know what that is like to have sex jeans. That is an attainable goal. We can make no, that happen. No, we for can't you. because no one can get laid right now. Yeah, but you can still like put jeans on. <laughs> I'm going to put jeans on <laughs> to not have sex, but call them my sex jeans. I'm going to yeah. show up to breakfast tomorrow and be like, these are my hey, sex jeans. Maybe the reason you haven't been having sex is because you haven't been wearing your sex jeans. You need to put them on like the, like the traveling this pants. This is me advocating for you not to have sex with now. people right now during this pandemic traveling who are not in jeans. your house. <laughs> traveling pandemic sex jeans. I am going to send my jeans off to a stranger and they're going to wear them and then we just had sex. And also you both got COVID. And we both got COVID. Um, if we show up to my live reading of Fifty Shades of Grey in the middle of the forest, I will be naked and I will accept leaves as payment. See, but then it's money. No, these are my trading cards. <laughs> these are my leave trading cards. I don't understand how currency works. <laughs> Brendan, do you understand? I Brendan Fraser I, has I, no answers for me. I want to go to the roots of the, currency. Oh, <laughs> the roots and the leaves. That's really funny. You're so funny. I'm shit, that's good. My knee. Um, oh my god, that's so fucking funny. We Holy shit, print dude. our money Hold on, on paper. That was so funny. And I'm gonna die. Like that was so I fucking am hilarious. Switch it out for Thank leaves. you for giving me that gift. That was so fucking funny, dude. Shit, dog. Thanks. It was real good. Thanks. Um. I think anyway, this is the end of this fucking episode. No, it's not <laughs> because I have a lot to say. Um. Billionaires suck, and I didn't learn anything, and I don't think I converted Abigail to Marxism yet, but I'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would be happy to receive both recommendations for Marxist romance <laughs> and good billionaire romance. Uh, I'll read anything, and hell, if it's good enough, I'll even do another episode. I'll bring you back, and we'll actually talk about a good one. I um, would love to talk about Marxist romance, preferably. Yeah. Please send us recommendations. I'm sure there's gonna be like a there's like gotta be like a Bolshevik romance out there. Right? I'm gonna hunt for that. There's gotta be like two revolutionaries in the red. Army. I'm gonna write it. Yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> I'm gonna write really bad Bolshevik romance. It's gonna be really nasty and bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, same as everything you do, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug? Anything you'd like to talk about? Anything you'd like to promote? Yada, uh, yada, so on and so forth. I would like to promote burning your money and traveling into the woods. Um, also, kiss a park ranger consensually. With your mask on. <laughs> With your mask on. <laughs> Give them some leaves so that they may pass them around. God, I would love to hear just like to read all those articles that would pop up. Like teens are just running around shoving leaves in the pockets of, of these, these park rangers and no one knows why. Make the sure they're leaf me. <laughs> Make sure they're nice leaves because if they're just like typical leaves, they, those hold no value. Okay, but they hold value. Is that not correct? No, because it's like ultra rare ones. Okay, okay we can't like, like gold plated leaves 
or something. Well, no, not go okay. play Halo. Hold on. No, okay. I, meant, I meant to say. I meant <laughs> no, to say. I think you did mean to say that. I meant to say it like gold plated Pokemon cards, but like in application of leaf form, mm-hmm. it would just be like a really nice oak leaf or something. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, this has been terrible for me. <laughs> I had a bad time. Uh,. I I got so many I got a headache from trying to read these books. Like I I was up till like one a.m. trying to find another one because I I would find one and be like, oh, this is it. I'll be able to get through this. And then I get like a hundred two hundred pages in and be like, I can't. But I need to find a book for this fucking episode. So I would just pick up a new one, even though it's like eleven o'clock at night. Anyway, I lost a lot of sleep for this. I hope you're happy that I'm not. in my trying to hurt you with this episode, I hurt myself far, far more. Yeah, you didn't even give me that much detail that like upset me. So like I came out of the scot free. What did you? Were you not hurt by the term nouveau age play? Oh, I'm gonna get that tattooed. You know what? I will stick and poke it onto Ooh, your body. We should get hoodies, hoodies that say nouveau age play. <laughs> I'll screen print you that with a, with a picture of Jerry's face on. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, uh, it's been the Kingdom of Thirst podcast. My name's Abigail Kelly. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Abigail K. Kelly and at Kingdom of Thirst. And you can send me an email at kingdomofthirst at gmail.com with those recommendations or just any recommendation, honestly. And again, I want to reiterate um, any sort of if you're a debuting author, if you know a debuting author, if you hell, if you're just a fan of somebody and you want to see their books promoted or maybe even get a whole episode, uh, send it in either on Instagram at Kingdom Thirst, Twitter, Kingdom Thirst, or at the Kingdom of Thirst gmail.com. Uh, I would love to do that because holiday season is coming up and shit's whack. So let me know. Uh, and that's 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 it, bud. Find my address and mail me leaves. Bye. Throw books at her head. That's That's what I want. That's my command. You can't listen to this podcast unless you do that. Good luck. Okay, bye. bye.